welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome. Pull up a seat. Pour yourself a glass of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And today's topic is one near and dear to me. It's called The Greatest Offense. And the reason it's near and dear to me is that as a young man, I was definitely bullied. I was small. I was nerdy. I was introverted. And I wanted to be liked. What every seventh grader wants. Uh, I was no different. Um, yet, I was bullied uh, by, by people I thought were my friends from a very young age. And it wasn't until later on where I, I had hit a growth spurt and defended myself that I was stopped bullying. So I need to bring this up because we're in a time where the world is at war. There's the bully of Russia bullying Ukraine. Uh, there's people bullying each other on Twitter. There's people bullying each other in the media. There's people bullying each other on Facebook. And sometimes you want to get into it, and sometimes you want to stay out of it. But we're as a set of human beings that believe in a greater God who's filled with love. Where do we have to stand? When do we put our foot down and defend? When do we defend? What do we do? right? And for me growing up, going back to that topic, I had no one to step in for me. I had no Mr. Miyagi. I told my mom and she's like, just make friends. Uh, I didn't have anyone. And so I had to garner my knowledge, my information on what to do and how to live through reading books. Fantasy, magical stories, King Arthur, Sherlock Holmes, these were my Mr. Miyagi's, right? And, and in seventh grade, there was something that, that these two books that really had an impact on me were The Outsiders, right? These group of friends and The Contender, this lone, uh, tough of the street, gonna learn to box kid who in the end doesn't win but, lear- but learns some valuable lessons. And that's sometimes how my life was. I didn't win, but I learned some valuable lessons, right? So for me, you know, I, I always heard that a good, uh, a good defense is a great offense. So, I mean, I took classes. I, I tried to learn Taekwondo. I tried to learn Thai boxing, wrestling. I watched pro wrestling, and I mimicked those moves. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, fencing, right? So I plenty of martial knowledge behind me, good defense, but I found to be the best defense wasn't a good offense, right? The best offense was a good defense. And I learned that in particularly, I think it was summed up by my high school drama teacher, who happens to be a world-renowned Jeet Kune Do teacher. Didn't know this till later on in life. And he summed it up by, once you know these things, your best defense is for you to just stay out of the fight. You know how to defend yourself. You have nothing to prove. So de-escalate. What are you looking at? That shirt, it's nice. Where can I get one? Right? Tim Tackett, if you want to look him up, 
has a great short video where he's explaining this. It's out there on the internet. Hundreds and maybe thousands. I don't know, even millions of views. Go watch it. I promise. Life-changing. Stay out of the fight if you don't have to. But what happens when you're put into a predicament where you feel drawn to it? Where do we stand when it comes to war and to battles as people who, uh, who are believers? Male and female sometimes feel drawn into battles. Guys want to be warriors. They play Call of Duty. <laughs> they play MMOs where they get to be giant warriors swinging axe. They want to defend something. But why? Why is that there? We'll get back to that in a minute. But where do believers stand then as people who want to defend or want to be brave? Where, where is it that we should stand on this? Well, there's a few ethical beliefs that we have to address, right? And the first is pacifism. And I call this get stomped on your faceism, because most of the time this is where pacifism comes from. Now, of course, there's object, conscious, conscientious objectors, and there's some great ones out there in the world that are called to this. Go watch Hacksaw Ridge. Trust me, great movie. Andrew Garfield shows what a conscientious objector looks like in an actual war setting. And it's based on a true story. You can read the, read the memoirs and biography of the person he plays uh, after you watch the movie. So, But pacifists believe in non-retaliation, non-resistance. Nope, I'm not doing nothing. Pound my face. And why? Well, back to good old King James, what we learned in our retaliation episode, slap to the face. Don't resist the evil one. Matthew 5, 39. Wait, what do you mean? This is the first time I ever heard that. No, no, we know that the better translation is don't return evil for evil or don't resist an evil one with violence. Use that noggin of yours, right? We need to be, we need to be as cunning as serpents, as gentle as doves, right? When we have to. But then again, there's people who say that there's a, the ethic of just war right? And this, the just war believes that, yes, sometimes defense, the best defense is a good offense, and that certain criteria either meets that or meets to defend oneself if they have these certain criteria. And now there's a lot of rules to this ethical theology um, that's been around a very long time, and I, so much so that sometimes I feel it's very convoluted. That's my personal opinion. You can go research, take out the rules. But ultimately, there is a complex moral implication on when we should or shouldn't step in or defend ourselves for that, mu for that matter. But that being said, before I go into that, let me say this, that being a pacifist or being a just war person, there... Yes, both. There's room for the, in the kingdom for both. Both are needed. And it stops warmongering when we have both. It's a balance. It's a shalom, right? I talk about shalom in, in uh, plenty of seasons. It's complete wholeness. We need that balance. It's been there since the beginning. God always taught us about balance, right? He had animals come two, two by two, balance. Adam needed a wife, balance right? So 
standing in a kingdom that are beyond both of these ideas, what does God, who is love, what does he have to say? What does he do? What does he show us? Well, he protects us from the evil one. Consistently. If you look in the word, we see this consistent God rising up to the defense of those calling on his name. Those who said, hey, Lord, help me out. And sometimes, you know, things happen. And sometimes you have Hadrach, Shechak, and Abednego, and Jesus steps into the fire with you. And since I'm not the king of the universe, I'm not going to question his decisions. He knows what to do and when to do it. And what, and it's not even, sometimes it's not even about glory, it's about the most loving way possible. And we sometimes can't even comprehend it. It looks foolish to us. He, he does things to confound the wise. So Romans 12, 21 would go, don't be overcome by evil. Oh, here we are at evil again. So this bad translation, don't resist the evil one. But it says, but, but we have a contradiction over here with Paul. And Paul is quoting in looking at God's character and the thing. So this has to be a mistranslation. See what I'm saying? See where we're going? All right. So don't be, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, with good. Don't let evil go out of control. Overcome it with good. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 39. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and your mind and your soul. This is the first and greatest commandment, but the second is like this. Here we go. This is where, this is what counts. Listen up. I mean, the first one does count, but this is the one that counts for this specific venue, this specific topic, this specific event. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The second is like this. You shall love the neighbor, your neighbor as yourself. And Paul reaffirms this in 1 Corinthians. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these are love. And when you have these three and you have love, you have infinite possibility, infinite life. So what do I do with this? Parliament Raven, what are you talking about? What do I do with this? How do I respond to this then? Well, it, you don't want someone punching in your face. You'd throw your hands up to block. You would dodge. You wouldn't want someone to kick a puppy. You would go stop the puppy from being kicked. You don't want a, a six-foot, four, 270-pound guy hitting on a small Five foot two, one ten guy, just because you know he wants to bully him because he's smaller, you'd step in the way. Why? Because if you're gonna love your neighbor as yourself, if you don't want it to happen to you, you wouldn't want to happen to your neighbor. Get what I'm saying here, Parliament. We're different. If we're gonna live differently, we have to stand up for 
for our neighbor, including the weak. Including, dare I say, the unborn. Dare I say, the born. How often do we stand up for, for the orphans and the widows? We need to stand for our neighbor and love them as we love ourselves. Now, there's a whole bunch of implications there that I'm not going to go into when you talk about poverty and money and things. We're talking about violence. We're talking about abuse. So we're not talking about warmongering or violence for violence sake. Because it does say in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers. And surely they are blessed. But if you think about it, the higher obligation would be to defend oneself and one's family against imminent threat or harm. And thus the same thing can be said about our neighbor. If imminent threat and harm is occurring to our neighbor and we are a Christian nation, should we not stand up for them? If your friend is at a bar and doing something dumb, like being belligerently drunk, do we not protect them in even? Because wouldn't you want them to protect you if you did something totally outrageous like that? Yes. You wouldn't jump in the fight. You try to dismantle it. So what are we doing, Parliament? How are we ultimately loving our neighbor? Now, I had these verses about Jesus talking about going to get a sword and the, the apostles bringing back to you and this not being about a revolution. It was about them protecting themselves. And so I did my obligation and briefly, briefly said that. But I want you to think about something. In this world today, where we have a thousand things on the media, who are we treating as our neighbor? When you go online and you make posts that jab and, and cause argument and cause thing, that's not discourse. That's not um, looking for understanding, but just to, to either prove your point or make yourself feel better or make, your, make yourself feel right. What are you doing? Are you loving your neighbor as yourself? Right? Because that's a form of violence. You may not think so. But if it hurts somebody emotionally, that's still violence. And blessed are the peacemakers. Discourse is better than just slinging insults. Even Hillel and Shammai, who didn't agree would sit down and break bread, celebrate the same holidays. They might argue and argue and argue, but when they left the temple, you better believe they were still considered family under the 12 tribes. 
So how are we showing that? How are we, Parliament, standing in love and defense? And where do you stand? Are you just gonna are you just gonna not resist the evil one? Are you just not going to are you just gonna pacifistically, consciously object and go, you shouldn't you you know, I don't believe in that, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get involved. You shouldn't do that. Um or are we gonna be the pacifist that, that goes on and helps makes make weaponry uh to send our soldiers off or supply money? I don't know. Are you gonna be a just war person saying, Well, they punched him first, so I'm gonna go punch him back? Are you gonna be a peacemaker that steps in and go, hey, 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 hey? And maybe take a punch and turn the other cheek? I just don't know where you're at. So for me, discourse is is my way. I, I, I don't, I try not to engage in in what's called trolling and setting people on fire. Yeah, those those young Spartan days of of doing that produced no fruit. It was fruitless. But discourse has gotten to many good conversations and has created peace between me and people who don't agree. Especially online where they can't read read or hear you. I, I haven't had to throw a punch uh, since high school, which is great. Oh, there's sometimes I've wanted to. <laughs> uh, when, pe- when, when believers or, or we people are being abused but that's a story for a different podcast so here's the challenge parliament and it's a serious one being that this is a serious topic where do you stand in battle and when do you stand in it and how are you loving your neighbor because that's the litmus test that's the litmus test and when is is <laughs> and when is allowing people to call you a coward okay and when is it okay to be brave because the necessity is is what's called for and and man i think i've made this a little bit more more messy for you by giving you some more information but as a believer i think it's our duty to be different and to and to honor our neighbor and and help our neighbor in ways that we can whether it be stepping in whether it be sheltering abused people whether it be adopting kids wow there's a lot here to unpack so th- so that's the challenge how will you where do you stand? How do you unpack it? Right? Young, vibrant, middle-aged, old. We all have our ways, but blessed are the peacemakers and love your neighbor as yourself. And yet, overcome evil with good. So that's the challenge. How are you going to overcome evil with good. If I'm going to sum it up, how are you going to overcome evil with good? 
All right. I think that's enough. So pour yourself another glass of tea. Ponder. And I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed the conversation, please hit the like and subscribe button and give us a rating. Also, if you'd like to see what's going on with more of the parliament, please visit gravitas.org. Also, intro music by Ross Budgen and exit music by Arnav Siravistad. Thanks again. <laughs>